0: Uh, welcome to another episode of Director Showdown. My name is Adam Dauphin. I'm one of the, the hosts here. And uh, with me is my uh, I mean I've already done this joke before, but we're just gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's my Brent here, guys. And <laughs> um yeah, so
1: today we checked out the, the shining, shining. Yeah. yeah, the right.
0: last uh, Kubrick film on our list, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're wrapping things Episode up here, two, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. last week we did Jaws, which um, we failed to say that was our last Spielberg film, actually. Well, it's not. Well, well, kind of. Yeah, that's the whole. Well, we'll get to that next okay. week right. when we do. But okay, um, like officially, it's kind of okay. Kind yeah, of I, see laster, I see what you mean. Last, yeah. Um. So again. Um, we we had some technical difficulties. Uh, this is our second recording because we realized that one of our guests, Amy, uh, didn't have her mic plugged. So we're doing this again.
2: Can you hear me now? I yeah. sure. Are we sure? Can Hope so. Sharp. All right. And
0: again, I like to say congratulations to Brynn and Amy. They just got married. Yeah, so thank all you. right. It's been thank a week, you guys. There's It's been st-
2: great. You wake yeah. up the next morning with resentment in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. No, yeah. it's I'm awesome. That
1: they're still it's really together cool. after a week. I can yeah. Divorce papers flashing <laughs> across your eyes. Yeah. Um, and also joining us is our buddy David. <laughs> What's happening? D-Rod. D-rod's in the house.
3: Today. I said it I said it way more like flamboyant the last time too. <laughs> it's now like, it's like, <laughs> like Ugh. Just That's believe hey,
1: believe me when I say this, guys. The first attempt at this, we killed it. We had jokes. <laughs> it was so much it better. It was so funny. Energy it was yeah, energy through the roof. Spirits were high.
0: So Well now we just don't give a shit anymore. It's fine. Yeah. But uh Ooh. yeah, I mean we're in it. We're uh, do you wanna Yeah, uh, so what we like to do with uh guests is we wanna ask them what their favorite Spielberg and uh uh Kubrick film is. So Encounters. Probably
2: Jurassic Park. There I watched go. that over and over as a child, yeah. more than anything. So there yeah, we go. That's a good catch. But clearly game. my favorite Kubrick film is The Shining, which is why I'm here, because I'm obsessed with that movie. I love The Shining. It's well, good. so
0: good. It's a good movie to choose.
2: How about you, David?
3: Well, I mean, I have a love of The Shining, but I don't know if I love it for the same reasons. I love the all the mystery that surrounds it. The actual movie, the the production, like all that kind of stuff, like more than I actually think I enjoyed the movie. That's
1: interesting, and I'm Mm I'm honestly glad to hear you say that because maybe I'll have a uh, (sighs) somebody kind of on my side during this podcast.
2: I've given him a lot of shit while he watched (laughs) this movie and complained about it the whole way.
3: Uh, So, so saying that, I'd probably say that like my favorite Spielberg is. 2000, or no, it's Spielberg Kubrick is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. All right, same, yeah. very fair. I'm that a very, is, very big my fan favorite of that. Kubrick and film. then my favorite Spielberg movie is hold on, let me think of it real quick. I'm thinking, what? so with my extensive knowledge of Spielberg movies, <laughs> Oh, <shit. laughs> no, I would probably say that my favorite Spielberg movie is somewhere between E.T. And then what I didn't realize is that he directed a segment of the Twilight Zone movie. And I love that movie also. Oh, yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. The, the I don't... Twilight movie killed somebody.
3: Yeah, well, John Landis's section killed somebody. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg directed a different you hear part. You're
0: Max Landis? You fucking asshole. <laughs> your father oh, murdered Christ. somebody.
3: <laughs> murdered like three yeah, like, like, Vietnamese kids, kids yep. or something. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 He made this helicopter. He was like, bring the helicopter closer, bring it oh, closer. Shit. And then it killed a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Beheaded them.
3: But, uh, yep. On that note. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh,
0: before we get right into it, I'll just have a quick, um,. Uh, summary of uh, The Shining, which uh, we like to do. We like to pull it from IMDb. So, without further ado, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shining, Shining, a contract, <laughs> signing a oh, contract. Okay. Jack Torrance, a normal writer and former teacher, agrees to take care of a hotel which has a long, violent past that puts everyone in the hotel in a nervous situation. While Jack slowly gets more violent and angry of his life, his son Danny tries to use a special talent, *The Shining*, to inform the people outside about whatever is going on in the hotel. And this one was written
3: by J. S. Golden. How old do you guys
1: think the person was who wrote that
3: one? I think Danny wrote that. <laughs> I think a child it was a wrote little, that. A
1: uh, little. I mean, that was fine. A little it's baby fine. boy. Yeah, it kind of gets the it gets the point across. It's
0: a
3: little better than the other summaries we've we've read yeah previously so for sure it's definitely the 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 way that it was pitched to the the studios and to Stephen King This is what this movie's gonna be about and Kubrick was like. Yeah, totally. That's what the movie's gonna be about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right
0: <laughs> So, uh David you have uh, some uh, trivia for us Well
3: Okay, so trivia, I'll say things like... So I, I mean, this is literally like... It's like driving here when you text me. To like, like <laughs> <trivia>. <laughs> Well, hold, well yeah, I to mean, put I'm you on the, the spot there, okay. I was like trying to think of stuff as I was driving. But things like, I would say, uh, with the, the maze. Mm-hmm. So a bit of trivia with the maze itself, if you didn't know, was that they used like three different variations of the maze when shooting inside of it. And mm-hmm. they also used different variations of when they show the characters looking over the maze that, like, uh, structure the, was it the tiny model of it? Yeah. that's actually completely different from the maze that they then use and shoot in. Really? And it's all this spatial disassociation that Kubrick's trying to create and make the audience, like, very confused about where characters are in space in the, you know, geography of the, the world. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, because the, the actual, um, the hotel's a maze within and
3: of itself. And exactly. All the spa- like I watched Room Two Thirty Seven. It, it's and- about the whatever it is. I forgot the Minotaur.
0: That was that was. <laughs> I don't know. That was a bit of a stretch for me.
3: The Minotaur one's a stretch
0: because the well, we'll get into it really quick then. Like yeah. okay. In Room 237, there's a crazy lady that it's thinks, like, the skier insane. is a fucking that minotaur. Lady, that That is, like, like no. it's,
3: it's ten, <laughs> ten minutes of that movie of this lady just explaining that the silhouette of a skier with his knees up is a minotaur. And it's, like, it's so what? obvious that it's not. Yeah,
1: it's not. <laughs> it sounds like that documentary is more about, like, obsession. Yeah, than, it is. Than, yeah.
0: About insane people who just take things way too far. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know?
3: I see. I mean, that documentary, classic moment in it. When they're showing, when the guy who believes that Kubrick uh, directed the, oh was it the space the yeah. 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 moon landing? Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, he's he's. This is how he's telling us guys. When you look at the key uh, for room two three seven. Because you know that we're two hundred and thirty seven million miles um, away from it's like, the no. So
2: what is this documentary? Sorry to ask if this like interrupts with it's the a, way the podcast needs what to What it is, but.
3: is it's a it's just a documentary about a bunch of people's like I wouldn't call them conspiracy Theory. theories, mm, but yeah. they're basically interpretations, just, like, yeah. yeah. interpretations and like an, their own like free analysis of the movie. Yeah. And it's like it falls into that idea of like you know, it's not what the uh, the Artur was doing. It's more of like how the audience takes it. The postmodern and... mm-hmm. take okay. on it, but it's definitely cool. insane. Like most of it's insane.
0: Like I would go into watching that documentary more so not like taking their analysis seriously. But more so like Just how these people, people are it. obsessive. Yeah. So
3: we'll probably get into it later. But there are some in there that have later been proven to be the what Kubrick was like actually yeah. kind of doing. See,
1: that's, that's there's what some I'm plausible inter- ones. Yeah. That's what I'm interested to hear. Because even watching it last night, uh, I mean, there's like a literal interpretation of a lot of the events that are happening, but there's a lot that is left ambiguous and that you can kind of have different interpretations of. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested to like, see kind of what those are Um, kind of like staying in the trivia thing. Uh, One thing that I read about was that they filmed. So every, basically every shot in the movie was shot at least 40 times. And is that a
0: surprise to you?
1: I mean, it, it's just it's, it's insane Kubrick, because man. Uh, Jack Nicholson, um, a lot of the takes they used for him uh, were the later takes. And then that's when he would get really creative and weird with like his facial expressions and how he's delivering lines. Uh, scatman Crothers actually. It's, it's just <laughs> so ridiculous to say that name. Yeah. That name's it's insane. ridiculous that he's in this movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great. Uh, the, the like close up scene where he's talking about basically shining and how he talked to his grandma. Um, without even saying a word, basically, that uh, they did 140 takes oh on that scene, <laughs> and it like drove Scatman like almost insane. Well,
2: well yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: On that, Kubrick had he 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 said that the reason behind all the um, all the takes is that he went through all the pre production years, like literal years, like going through everything, getting the script. Making things, making things like perfect pre-production, mm-hmm. and building all the sets and shit. And he's like, "Well, if we're if we spent all this time in pre-production, like why don't we use this set to its fullest extent? Like why would you waste it when you already did all this work to get it there?" So I was like, yeah, "That's a have reasonable... like a couple of takes." Exactly. Yeah, why yeah. would you rush through it? It
3: makes you sense. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like when he was directing and doing all of the uh, the multiple takes, but he he would. In doing it, he would treat people like different actors differently to elicit a response from them. Like so, with Jack Nicholson, he'd be like, "You're doing great, buddy. Keep it up." But then with what's her name, the uh, the Wendy. wife, he'd be like, "You're terrible. You need to do better. You're really bad at this." Yeah. And he just wanted her to like fall apart as like a human, <laughs> yeah. and then just so capture. So that. on
2: that note, one thing I I mean I don't know how true this trivia is, but one thing that I always thought about the movie that I had heard was that Jack Nicholson in that girl that lady the lady who plays the mom like hated each other yeah, they did. did not get along
3: yeah there's there's this like behind the scenes footage that his uh one of his kids kubrick's kids directed but it's actually secretly Living. believed that kubrick directed it himself and like the yeah. it's the behind the scenes is like a meta movie inside of itself and that there's clues hidden inside that about how oh he he treats people certain ways, like how what's oh, okay. what the like symbolism for later in the movie. It's that's, to represent. that's too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, so it's it's really it's really interesting because I, I can definitely see that they probably hated each other because what I definitely picked up this time watching it, um, and I guess we're kind of just jumping all around here, but um, like he like. Uh, Jack, what's his last name in this?
3: Torrance. Jack Torrance.
1: Torrance. Yeah. He's like, he's shitty from the beginning. It's like before I thought like, oh, he's a fine dad. And like, he kind of gets corrupted, you know, late, like throughout, like throughout the movie, but like, he's kind of just a piece of shit from the get go. Like he broke it. He like pulled his kid's arm out of his socket when he was drunk one night.
0: And yeah. Like, like, uh, I mean, speaking of trivia, I guess, mm-hmm. um, it was obviously this was based on the Stephen King novel, The Shining, and in the original book, from what I read, I never read the book, but the difference was that he's a likable father, like yeah. at first. Mm.
1: Oh, okay. And Kubrick,
0: that. yeah, Kubrick completely. So that
1: you know, that's actually one of my, um, actually, like kind of faults with the movie, but we'll get into that later, I guess. But, there's uh, a,
3: there's a, a. a Scottish film analyzer that I follow, named Scott or uh, Rob Ager, and he has an entire, I like uh, hypothesis that Jack Torrance is a uh, has molested and probably raped Danny. Oh, in the beforehand. <laughs> oh boy, and Next. he has and he has all this like he points towards symbolism with these like bears, like bear stickers and stuff like that, and the bear at the Ooh. in the end, and then he points toward this like the scene where uh, when when was it Danny, like Jackie's starting to mentally break down in the hotel and Danny comes into the room and Jack beckons him to come towards him and then puts him on his knee. There's also a reflection of Jack surrounding, so two Jacks surrounding Danny in the middle, things like that. Like things that like, yeah, yeah you could be, you could definitely that's be reading crazy. in too much into it, but it's also, it's there, you know. No, maybe that's, it's that's a little bit more
0: plausible, I'd yeah. say, than some of the other ones. Yeah. But, no, that's cool. Do you have any, any more uh,
1: I'm kind of going over some stuff here.
3: So it was, you know, the whole idea, another trivia, the mm-hmm. whole idea of like the spatial dis- disassociation and unawareness and that kind of thing. It was... Uh, proven recently that Kubrick did build that set to feel like that like the uh, the hotel itself like there are room There's hallways that go into nowhere and there's right. like There's like they go into a hallway which clearly would be completely dark But when they cut to it, there's like windows with tons of light pouring in But like if where you were walking where mm-hmm. if you were watching them walk in it was like clearly it was in the middle of the hotel Like there shouldn't be windows. Yeah, there. you never really get a sense of like the layout no. And I, that,
1: I think that's definitely intentional recin- to throw you off.
3: Yeah recently they found in the the Kubrick archives. They actually found the blueprints that him and his set designers created, and there are like specific, like pointing out, like it just stops, like always just stop. They were like, we're just going to build the rest of this mm-hmm. one and things like that. And so it's like, oh, this was his idea. Like it was not mm-hmm. just like something that people picked up on, but right. he purposely like was very forefront with that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just super secretive with the way he like did a lot of that. So like no one. Knows if he did it on purpose or, he or fucked di- up. yeah, because yeah, there's like also the scenes where like chairs will just disappear behind people yeah. during yeah. takes, and people don't know mm. if he did that on purpose or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I saw that in Room Two Thirty Seven, yeah. and also like the was the carpet when the, the the ball rolls up to Danny and then the carpet changes. The carpet changes like it closes mm. the hole closes off that the ball like the line that the ball goes
3: up closes yeah. when he stands up. Oh, okay. It's um, like it's like a, he they turned around. Yeah it's weird
0: see my my interpretation of i might be going on ahead but like to me like there's because with room 237 my my problem was that people were reading too much into it and uh what i got was that kubrick was just attempting to make things um ambiguous like that's the whole intent of the film like to just confuse the audience because it's after all it's a horror. It's a horror film. And to have all those incontinuities, which were on purpose, just like the carpet, just like the chair, just slight differences because of uh, your subconscious. Like n- like you might not know it, but you know that there's something off. Mm-hmm. Same with like I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff like when he's going down the, gold, the golden hallway, uh, Jack, there's like red couches there on the side. And that's just really jarring to see that with the symmetry going on. Or, like, when um, Jack was on the typewriter and it's almost perfectly symmetrical, but like he's slightly to the left. I noticed that he's actually. He's slightly yeah. to the left. And it's like, this is a Kubrick shot, but it's weird that Jack would be.
1: Well, and it's probably intentional that he's yeah, yeah. the piece of it that's going to happen. It's 100% he's... intentional because mm.
3: Kubrick is such like a. He's so into his cinematography, so mm-hmm. into yeah. the shot. This movie is like insanely like. Man, it's
1: so fucking Kubrick because it's like everything is symmetrical. Everything is like beautifully framed, like more so than well. And like Adam had said earlier in the week, it's tracking shots. The
3: movie like there's so <laughs> like that, the fucking.
0: Oh, there's another trailer right there. They, they the guy who invented the city cam
3: had. Um, well, he was the he steady was cam was operator. Yeah. 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 This was like the fourth, like the third or fourth movie to ever mm-hmm. really use a steady cam. And then that, those scenes like where Danny's riding around or inside of the maze and stuff those they had were a, like mind-blowing for people. Yeah, and they and, had
1: to uh that's actually an interesting bit of trivia. The scenes where they were following him around in this little uh bike, they actually had to rig a camera on a wheelchair and then basically like push it behind him the whole time <laughs> and do like multiple takes of like chasing him like with a wheelchair and a camera.
0: Hmm. So. But yeah, no, it's like it's um that's that's the thing is that there's not a there's not a real intent or like um there are some like very slight metaphors like i guess like obvious metaphors like the Native American imagery and um you know about the about how it was the genocides the
3: genocides
0: uh, yeah the native Americans
3: yeah i think I think most of the imagery most of the symbolism leads to just. Genocide in general because there is Nazi symbolism as well in some spots and Mm -hmm. then yeah, so that I think that I didn't pick up on either of those. That's interesting. Yeah, Yeah, there's
0: room the only reason room 237 like that's only The thing is like my problem with them is they take it too far, but they are right in some of those. like observations, I
1: mean when when I was watching it I So to me there's kind of there's kind of two separate stories going Mm -hmm. on there's Danny and him kind of experiencing the shining at this hotel of kind of seeing these different timelines and like these tragedies or crimes or whatever that happen at the hotel. And then there's Jack being influenced like by the burial ground. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I read it, that there's kind of like an A story and a B story. And then they kind of coincide at the end when Jack loses his mind and mm. tries to kill his family. But
0: I don't know.
1: you guys pick up? How about
0: up on- you, Amy? Did you, what did you think it was, was all about? Like what, what do you think the overarching thing was in the movie?
2: Um, I When I first watched it, I was pretty young. This actually was not the first movie that got me into horror films or thrillers, but the one that got me into good ones mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily in your face but more creepy. Um, mm-hmm. My stepmom had me watch it, and she was like, your aunt hates this movie. It scared the <laughs> shit out of her forever. She could never sleep and blah, blah, blah. And I watched it, and I was like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I was like re- pretty young when I was first saw it. So my first impression of it probably wasn't at the same perspective I have now. It was I'd more like visceral. It like... was more just like, I think what I took from it the first time I watched it was um, losing your mind. Like hmm. the process of losing your mind and your family being like drawn into that. And I always took the shining, the power that like the kid had as like, a smaller part of that mm-hmm. like kind of like a back thing kind of like oh this guy could have helped him and he got he got some help but you know that didn't work or whatever but not like as the main plot mm-hmm. but the main thing being just like to be alone and secluded and be like a weak mind and just kind of like lose your mind no, and, uh, and take your family down I'm with
0: glad you. you brought that up because like the shining itself is like like Danny has a shining and so does Jack because it's a like it's the two; they have both have the power because generational, mm-hmm. and you see how Jack handles it in a very—I um, guess he doesn't understand it or want to understand it. Yeah, you know. But Danny is He's like taking of full it. control of it. You know, to see the juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, you know.
1: That's really interesting. I—I I didn't. It didn't really hit me that Jack had it. Mm-hmm. Like I just assumed that Danny had it and that Jack, but I mean I.
0: Because, like, he Wendy must. certainly did not have it.
3: No. Yeah. Because she was the one person that wasn't really experiencing anything supernatural. Like, no. she was experience, she was experiencing all the horrors through them that they were putting oh. on her.
1: I, yeah, and one thing, yeah, exactly. Like, one thing I noticed, too, this time is that the scene between Danny and um, Dick or Scatman, whatever... Um, Early on in the movie, when they're eating ice cream, that 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 is like a microcosm of the entire movie. Like their conversation there kind of explains everything that's about to happen. Like just just the way that they're talking about how I wrote down like the quote: "Some places are like people; some shine and some don't." Mm-hmm. Like that that like perfectly explains like kind of the the power that some characters have in the movie to like experience that, and then also the that that. The, for the first time, I caught that, like, oh, this hotel, you know, is, like, a it shines, too. Like, it, you know, you can experience, like, the past and the future, he also says there. Mm-hmm. So, I just thought that was an interesting thing I picked up this time.
0: Wait, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's just interesting to see how, like, Jack, you know, he, um, he indulges on The Shining. Like, he indulges on, like, going to the bar and getting a drink. You know, the lady, like... Yeah,
2: wanting to make out with the lady, yeah, the nasty lady. Yeah.
0: The n- naked lady. Yeah. Like, that is
2: one of my favorite scenes that seems, in that entire movie. so dish. freaky,
0: because, like, she's obviously a gorgeous woman, and then you hear the, the music, and you're just like, well, this is a weird sen- sensation I'm feeling right <laughs> now. What I love I'm about it so
2: right much now. is that she would be, by, by any standards... Like clearly, just like the perfect proportions, model esque. Mm. But in that scene, she looks so creepy. As beautiful as she is, she looks. Her legs look creepy long, and the way that she moves. Yeah. Oh, and I think a
1: part of that too is like going into it with the understanding that like this isn't supposed to be happening. Yeah. Like (laughs) like, this. Like what the hell is going on? She's
0: like a siren, kind of. You know. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's Mm -hmm. like a like a witch or something almost Mm -hmm. at the end when she like transforms. That's
0: the first of the hotel like drawing Jack in I think Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if I recall anything before where he's getting like um, tempted by it at least explicitly
1: I think um, yeah when you mentioned the hotel I kind of I wrote down that the the overlook the the hotel itself is the main character in the movie Hmm. because I I don't think I think
3: think New York is the main character in this movie New York yeah New York it's like a character in every movie you know (laughs) The city, the city, New York, the The city, New York. (laughs) Just because
1: I just because I I, every time I see this movie, man, I don't connect to any characters, I don't care about any characters. Like, that's a fault that I that I have with it. Just because I I watch movies to like feel connected to at least somebody and like go on like a journey, and this movie is very much not that. Okay,
0: with that, since I want to get into it now with that. This is a very Eastern film, like Eastern like filmmaking thing. Because a lot of if you see a lot of Eastern films, they're very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. They don't have like um, really action action. That's why you're a Spielberg fan because mm-hmm. Spielberg is always going action action. Buckle
1: up, guys. Yes, yeah, buckle up.
0: <laughs> like same with like uh, what's his name Andre uh, Tarkovsky. Ter- I forgot his name. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Yeah, Tarkovs. yeah. It, it's not about necessarily the plot itself. It's just like you're. For the next two hours you're going to have this experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what the shining is. It's yeah. It's an experience.
3: It's very Russian. I
1: I I, (laughs) agree one hundred percent. It's like that's something I was thinking about too. It's like way more about atmosphere and mood and and I appreciate the fuck out of that. Like it nails that. But for But for 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 me, like
3: that's why you like Spielberg. It's okay. Just
1: give me
0: the next thing after next thing.
3: Let's just move on. (laughs) But that's
1: that's just why it's it's not as much for me as um, other Kubrick movies.
3: You have like a checklist of the of the hero's circle? while you're Ready? like the hero's <laughs> journey while you're watching what, I don't know where is Jack on this
1: <laughs> I don't know which which point we're at in his journey what's <laughs> happening has he met the goddess yet
0: <laughs> that's why you're also a George Lucas fan you guys are you, cock- you guys are being rejected <laughs> <laughs> right I knew this was going to happen you, I was just triggered I was just super triggered by that
2: I was triggered the entire time he watched this movie everything he was saying I was like I'm not going to listen to you yeah, to tell talk. us tell us what he
0: said to yeah, yeah. just yeah. like everything Bring us there. he
2: was like no no i like stories with i like movies with rules and, and laid out <laughs> rules where you know how things work and none of this makes sense I'm like what does not make sense Ex- tell me give me give me an example of something that doesn't make sense and then he would say I mean, it and i'd be like it, and then and then he would say. say it i'd be like well it's it's shit happened at this hotel the, this it's the haunted hotel i don't want
0: to fucking tell film. you like why does it have to okay. make sense <laughs> yes
1: you nailed it. I, that's why a lot of horror movies piss me off because there's no rules, there's no excuse for what's happening. Things are just happening because it's an Indian burial
0: ground.
3: That's
1: why crazy things are happening. Well, I, Indian burial
2: I, grounds can do what the fuck they want. Seems, I do think
3: that's stupid, but, personally. But
0: that's no—that's what anxiety is about. Anxiety is not knowing like what the rules are, and that's yeah. why it's scary. That's the whole point. Like, how could you have? How could you make a horror that film? That sounds like a really how? good
1: excuse, honestly. Uh, I'll but, tell you how you, you make can. Get Out, which is one of the tightest fucking yeah, horror say, movies I've ever you, seen.
3: Do, are you a big fan of It Follows? Because they like laid out major rules in that movie? That,
1: it Follows is a fucking great horror movie, but it doesn't lose but the, the is, mystery. There's still that mystery and uh, ambiguity, even though they have rules. And so I fucking hate horror movies that don't have rules and don't have...
2: I don't understand where you think there wasn't a rule, though. Like, I don't understand where you felt like something went out of... That's
3: also a good point, yeah.
2: I don't get where you think that happened.
3: Name-specific times.
2: (laughs) Because there's... Okay, so you've got two people, or these people who can communicate without words... That goes pretty in line throughout the movie. They communicate. That's a with rule that. that's established. Can we just say yeah. that that's
3: telepathy? Like, why do they have to name it the something shining. else? The Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's a a
2: hotel where an Indian burial ground was. That crazy shit has happened there, mm-hmm. and they're like experiencing those things through The Shining. Like, I don't. What happened that well, was outside of those two? Yeah. That's yeah. True. Okay. Well, say right. this.
1: Like, when you bring up the point that. Like, it, I don't know why it didn't click with me that Jack has it, too. It's just, like, it's obvious when you said it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. That actually explains a lot of it because a lot of my issues with it were that he was experiencing, uh, like, like, when he would walk into the, uh, the ballroom... And then it'd just be it'd be like the what what the, era the was that the forties the forties right? to thirty was around there yeah and like and 19, that would be happening. there's notes? a very
3: specific day
0: yeah it says on <laughs>
3: yeah July fourth at least I remember yeah. yeah yeah and so
1: and yeah. when, when he would walk in there I'd be like well why the fuck is it because of Indian burial ground like why but when yeah like when you realize that oh he, he has, has the shining that actually the thing is like I
0: helps him. I will help you with your point a little bit. With Wendy seeing all the skeletons, I thought that I didn't like that. Yeah, part. that was weird. I hated that part.
3: There is there is definitely scenes. There's definitely yeah. like paranormal like aspects of this movie that just like come out of nowhere where you're like, what what is happening all I'll say my one of my least favorite parts that doesn't make any sense to me is so like there is no real supernatural things that happen in the movie like really if you really think about yeah, it, right. it's really like about uh, you know if you think about it like, on the on the idea of like a man going insane. Mm-hmm. He's seeing stuff, his child's seeing stuff, stuff like that until they lock him into yeah. in the freezer or in the the walk-in and then he magically unlocks there's no reason for it to magically unlock, and there's no reason for someone to magically unlock it for him was, was did Danny shine it unlocked well i think I think it, that's what they were the implying point
0: was that um, the whole ambiguity aspect of the first like two thirds and then it become like the audience is confused whether or not it is supernatural. And then once it gets to that point, it's like, well now we know it's supernatural. And I think that's what is that, that slow burn to where it's a little bit more effective. Cause you like, we all remember that part because you're like, Oh shit, this is real. Now. Yeah. Something's, something, something like, real's yeah.
3: happening now.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, once it becomes explicit, at the end, like that, oh my god, it gets so fucking good.
2: And like it's clear that there was, there was, was there. an agenda at the hotel for fathers to turn on their... Yeah, it's like the hotel so, was causing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense the hotel would unlock it for him.
3: Mm-hmm. That makes, yeah. I never yeah. even thought of it as the hotel doing it, but yeah, that makes total sense. I think the yeah. hotel because totally it happened
2: before yeah. with the caretaker before.
0: Grady, his... oh, from yeah. good old Barry Lyndon, remember hey, him?
3: I, that's what I was gonna say yeah. before we started.
1: Is that uh, <laughs> we got our good buddy, the accountant, the accountant uh, Alex, Dan. Alex's dad from Clockwork. Isn't this again? Yeah, Grady.
0: Oh, and uh, trivia again. Um, when I was watching Vivian Kubrick's documentary, I saw good old Lord Bullingdon running down the. Uh,
1: He's the kid, right? The little kid. No, no, he's the no, asshole. No, he's the asshole. Whiny kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was
0: his his adult self, Lord Bullingdon. The uh, it's like that. No more. I will not listen to you anymore, Redmond Barry. <laughs> like the guy who hated. <laughs>
1: yeah, the annoying guy. He yeah. was like an assistant.
0: Yeah, for... he he um, became really good friends with uh, Kubrick um, after or during Barry Lyndon, and he became like a director assistant. That was his official title. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him running down the hallway. I was like the fuck is Lord and he wasn't even the fucking movie
3: can, can I say that Barry Lyndon is my least favorite Kubrick movie That's, Oh, and I will say why Triggered. it's Triggered. not because of the movie itself it's because my cinematography professor in college was obsessed with that movie and would make oh, us fair. watch it and just oh. be like look at how and he would he would do the thing where he overanalyze every shot. Oh, he was okay. the characters from 237 but with Barry Lyndon. And I'm like <laughs> well, I'm like why are you why are you like like marking why why are you like uh planting your stake in this movie? <laughs> like Barry Lyndon hey, like I get the, that's, that it's an amazing that is movie. My second favorite like Kubrick.
0: Movie.
1: Honestly after cuz we watched it a couple of times um so because good. yeah, we didn't podcast stuff the first time. Mm-hmm. That movie's fucking great. That movie it, yeah. is so good. I've
3: watched it since, and I do like it. But yeah. just erase it's, that I, fucking professor. Yeah, I from just me. have a yeah. Head. I have a stigma.
0: I mean, I I would get when someone's like beating you over the head
1: with but something. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I really want to talk about some uh, very on the nose dialogue in this movie that kind of annoyed me. Uh, I want to stay here forever and ever. You'd never hurt Mom and I, would you? Just like that scene with Jack and Danny in their little room. I was just like, come on. This is very fucking on the nose.
0: But he's a child. He's going to ask those questions because he's getting those um, vibes. I mean, what What? Yeah. What Yeah. do you expect a child... A child's not going to talk in, like, fucking metaphors and shit, like, <laughs> subtext that's, and shit. That's
1: fair. That's fair.
0: It's a little... And,
1: and Jack Nicholson was probably just tired because it was take 48. And he was like, <laughs> I just want to go home. Exactly. Like, but uh, do you want to do some...
0: another segment? Yeah, we can go into uh, Signature Kubrick Moves. I mean, I, we, we went through a little bit, but let's go a little bit more in depth with that.
2: I won't have much to put into this since I'm not, mm-hmm. like, the... Kubrick expert, but...
0: I mean, you can always... I'm here. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, wh- how about I ask you this? Like, what did you see in the film that was... Like, how it was filmed? What did you find particularly interesting? Like, certain um, shots and stuff.
2: My favorite thing about this movie, like I said, how it turned me on to, like, looking for different things out of scary movies than I normally did, was how pretty every... Like, like you've said before, how pretty everything is. Like, each mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. the color, like, the colors that they use and the way that um it's it's simple it's not like a, most, most thrillers or horror movies are really busy and there's like mm-hmm. so much shit yeah. going on and this one's like more simple and the soundtrack the screeches and like the theme's like yeah love it <laughs> it's my favorite what i look for in scary movies is that it's not just like here's a Disturbed in the background playing while someone's running with a <laughs> knife. It's like it's like just really like wacky wacky. That's my
3: disturbed pronunciation. No, really right. creepy
2: sounds. Just simple mm. creepy sounds.
1: Both yeah. Both of those are like fucking that's, really good signature. I remember
0: moves. when I texted you Brent during the sh- when I was watching it, I was like, and I sent you the video of that sound. I was like, where is this fucking from? The what yeah. you call it? the disc? Was it it's, it's like
1: discordant or like kind of cacophonous like uh, Mm -hmm. melding of strings basically Mm -hmm. and it's something that um, Johnny Greenwood did with uh, There Will Be Blood
0: yeah and I was like that's where that's where and not
1: only that what I realized this time (laughs) sorry cats (laughs) jumping on the table Um, something that I realized this time is that there is a kind of little melody in this movie that Ghostbusters just like (laughs) took like (laughs) Ghostbusters just used it's like the doo doo I'm not doing that justice I'll put it in Like right now yeah, I'll put, put it, it in. in Yeah yeah
0: And save up like, the a... Discord thing Yeah we'll you know, put it in it At some point and, yeah. But
1: yeah Ghostbusters Totally took it And I was like Man this movie really like Set the stage For horror movies And
0: right. that's definitely A signature Kubrick move Like he uses um, Score as such a In such a powerful way In every one of his films You know yeah. You
2: don't have to have You know uh, Like Who is it John Williams Mm-hmm. produce every yes <laughs> it helps an amazingly long soundtrack <laughs> that gets stuck in your head for it to have this a, is the effect. woman you're spending the rest of your life <laughs> with sir but
1: change my mind
2: <laughs> <laughs> but on to like the 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 scenes like that i was saying like like that fa- my favorite scene where she's in the bathroom the color of the bathroom
0: the green like, the green bathroom yes. yeah
2: I remember seeing that and yeah. being like, "This is hmm. the ugliest, creepiest bathroom I've ever seen." Where you could have just like done any other bathroom.
3: It's like straight out yeah. of the like, like some some old lady right now is like turning in her grave. She's like, "That was that's that exactly was... what my bathroom <laughs> looks like I, in I, the '70s, no, babe."
1: That's yeah. actually a really interesting. Uh, I don't want to like put you on the spot, but like that's an interesting thing that I I didn't really pick up on that stuff like the colors and everything. Uh, I just didn't know if maybe that. Uh, I, this is probably sexist to ask, but, like, <laughs> as as a woman... Oh, no! <laughs> Here we go. I already regret this. I'm going to I'm gonna edit this whole part out. Never mind. Let's keep going. No. Well, your when thing. you God started God. as,
3: as a going. woman... Keep yeah, going. As a woman. Well, I just God. wanted
1: to see if there was, like, anything that you took away from this movie as a woman.
0: As a woman. <laughs> no, I mean, in this... That's. I mean, it's a fair. It's, it's a really fair, fair question. But it's. It's just. It is. I don't. I
1: don't know how she would respond because to that. it's a fair. Like,
0: because like after all, it's like a. It's about like the degradation of.
3: Of the family. It's yeah. a kind of a misogynistic no, film. I think is, also. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I mean, everyone, I know everyone who watches this. The first thing that they think is that woman is creepy. She's weird. I don't like her with the mom, but who saves her freaking kid?
3: Mm-hmm. She does.
2: Mm-hmm. Well. The Shining too, but work together but yeah she's a fucking badass mom as creepy as she is um i don't know if that was on purpose to make her unlikable and then also make oh. her like part of what saves her son
1: what are we doing we're but doing we're getting signature, off signature signature, signature
2: we're
0: getting moves yeah i mean no those are some great observations feminist corner them. with amy <laughs> thank you babe shut up <laughs>
3: anyways <laughs> That was a stupid joke. Yeah, quit shining. Yeah, and it was a very visual joke. Yeah, I know. I did a little
0: finger thing. I'll explain it. A little finger thing like Danny.
1: That's the great thing about jokes. The more you explain them, the funnier they get. Hey. I'm
0: laughing my ass off now. Hey, maybe uh, maybe you should work on explaining shit, you fucking loser.
3: Uh, oh. you know, he, likes the, <laughs> he likes his movies to be explained to him. Yeah, yeah. there you oh. go. Oh. That's why you like Spielberg. Right. Spielbergs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's shit on Brent. I love you. The podcast, the episode, I should say. But uh, yeah, yeah, signature moves. What what uh, what other ones you guys got? Well, how about you give us one? Okay, I mean, um, definitely this movie definitely like turned him on to tracking shots uh, because oh yeah, like we kind of went out of order. We did um, Full Metal Jacket last time, yeah. And that movie, the Full second half. Actually, no, the whole fucking movie. is. The
3: second half has a lot more, but definitely what the you're beginning talking about.
1: even too, with like the tracking shots yeah. following the in the barracks and all that. That's so he true. definitely like fell in love with that after The Shining and was like, oh, this thing is this new way to film is amazing. Yeah. And so I picked up on that one. Uh, the zooms are kind of used sparingly, uh, but sure. those quick zooms are but used to emphasize. Those, yeah,
0: yeah, like the uh, when it, when uh, Danny was throwing darts. And then he went to go retrieve them and it's like quick zoom and he's not moving and it gives you that sense of anxiety because you're like, well, he's not doing anything, but there's claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, but the camera obviously showed a lot of action, but he's not doing anything. It shows like the, uh, it was a quickly pans over to the twins. Yeah. A whip pan. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're not doing anything. It gives you like this sense of anxiety because like there's obviously action and nothing like you're expecting action. Yeah, exactly. And happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was brilliant to give you that, that It's like drag. nowadays
3: yeah. nowadays a director would just put an, a piece of music there. Like mm. uh, well, while people are just standing there not doing anything yeah. to like freak you out mm-hmm. and get you anxious, but like he does it completely differently. Yeah, like his like, whole way of doing it is like the, all the
0: the quick zoom just freaked me the fuck out cuz you're just like nothing happened and you're just like, yeah. "Well, you want something to happen." That's that's what's know?
1: really great about Kubrick cuz that he knows when to when to withhold like he knows when to like not use music. He knows when to just like show a scene like as it is Mm -hmm. like to emphasize something in it. Like he, he knows exactly what to show and when to like, you know, hold back to. Yeah.
0: I, I'd like to say just since uh, what I wrote down was that he typically uses the long shots to create that. Like he, he uses long shots in a lot of his films and in this one he creates a sense of anxiety and it's just like interesting to see like, the zooms in like Barry Lyndon, mm-hmm. there's the same technique, but you it's a it's
3: evoking a different um, yeah, feeling. Completely interview. different, yeah.
0: And it's just like, I think that's just shows a lot on how expert...
3: He actually, the, he, he used is. a very similar move in this one as in Barry Lyndon of a slow zoom out, right. where it starts on something and then it slowly zooms out, revealing the entire thing. And because exactly. of the yeah. way that like the... Um, the stuff like moves in, in frame, you can tell mm-hmm. it's actually zooming versus like panning versus like it being on a dolly, like being pulled right. back. Mm-hmm. It's actually like this, someone had a zoom mm-hmm. on it and was controlling the zoom, mm-hmm. which was interesting because it's like Kubrick's so particular that he decided I want to zoom out on this yeah. rather than I want to pull out, which a lot of people would rather pull do out. the pull out. Mm-hmm. I pull out all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay,
0: a, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just, it's I really just the safest way. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's really the safest way. Gotta it's
0: keep it a little fun. lighthearted here, I guess. <laughs> man
3: corner with Adam. <laughs> man corner. Man corner. <laughs> it's a new segment. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking we of, we got man. the feminist
1: corner. We got the man corner. Exactly. Uh, we, we got, got
2: Brent who breaks the ice and ruins the entire corner by following <laughs> it up with. I thought it'd be the, cuck what corner, do? the cut did, corner one. <laughs> the cut corner. No, after you we did bad. the feminist corner, and then you were like, "Well, it's just her."
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Never mind. That didn't. <laughs> There's a lot of things well, guys, that happened in those few. Seconds. I, I really want to get to the, the most important
1: um, <laughs> right. discussion right. of the okay. episode here. Let's do this. Let's talk about Danny Torrance's sweaters, guys. Now these oh. sweaters <laughs> are fucking amazing. I can't. Did talk. you? I'm not. I'm like half kidding, but also. The Apollo sweater that he had, I was like, man, I would have worn that every fucking no,
3: day that, as a kid. Same. That day. sweater is a huge deal in the community yeah. of people that believe that he directed the moon landing. Because right. he's like, oh, look at Danny standing yeah, yeah. up, launching um, it. It's, and it's like, bullshit like that.
0: It's, it's like kids <laughs> like Space shuttles, like kid, kids, like kids, kids like rockets. What do they say about the Mickey Mouse throwing a football? I'm like, what does that
3: mean? It probably means that that's. I was that, gonna say that one too. I yeah. That represents, I like that one. I remember you know, that one. <laughs> yeah, and that one's... No, wait, wait, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say it represents, you know, Jack is Mickey, the the football is exactly. Danny, <laughs> I or Danny's with that, penis. They're just
2: trying to make him seem like a relatable kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because
0: yeah. yeah. when I, I, I watched some Blu-ray special feature stuff, and they were they were saying that. The costume person, like, Kubrick just told her, like, hey, just go all across America, find, like, just typical, like, Midwestern-like clothing. Mm. And he just, you know, he just picked the ones that he didn't, the sweaters came up, yeah. I guess, you know?
1: It's really interesting with the the Mickey one, just with how that kind of tied into full metal yeah. jacket later on, because Mickey actually is, like, a huge kind of
3: pivotal that same symbol, symbol in yeah. that movie. That same Scottish guy, Rob Ager, he... He's like obsessed with Kubrick, and mm-hmm. he has like decided. <laughs> he, he he definitely does that a lot. That a lot of these movies have overarching themes, yeah, and like they are they're actually like so some of the symbolism cross pollinates between them, and there mm. could possibly be like like a cinematic universe. A cinematic universe, <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. There's a like Kubrick, Kubrick cinematic, cinematic universe. Kubrick like thematic universe. Yeah. KCU. There you go. That sounds better. Yeah. The thematic universe. Mm. Ktu. Because he did a lot of the same things in uh, in The Shining, like where so some of that like symbolism that he did for the Native Americans Mm -hmm. and stuff, like even you would see like Native American words or things, and those words would say like genocide, but in like you know a Native American Mm -hmm. whatever, like in uh, the scene when I forgot the scene when they first see the prostitute in Full Metal Jacket, there's a giant Vietnamese sign behind them, and if you translated it, it reads something like. Like uh, the the enemy will be like like or the person who you think is your friend is your enemy like that the fact that mm. the prostitute ends up being the assassin and all this shit like it's all just spelled out in front of you if you could read Vietnamese. Wait, hold on a second. The
1: prostitute is the girl at the end.
3: Is the assassin? I believe so. No,
0: she was no, much younger think, than that. I, think I think the one She th- was like a 12-year-old girl. I I for a second, I was like, this is true. No, I think yeah. true if big. Crazy. Big if true. I don't if know. True, yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> if <laughs> if <laughs> Look into it. it. Okay.
3: I haven't watched that movie in a while, so I, I mean, don't I'm know 100%. mean, I'm pretty sure that
0: the, that the child sniper was, was not her... Like I, I'm fairly I, I, sure. I think. I but think it'd be cool. I think if it I've was. been I've
3: wrapped up a little bit too much in these analysis videos, yeah. and maybe someone had said something like she was related or something. That's the idea. That's like why she targeted she that group of people. The same thing. Um. Well, why she targeted that group of people because they gang raped that girl, basically. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn.
0: Well, man, that's
1: should that. add you on the fucking
0: metal
3: the full jack. metal jack.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring up this, uh, I guess, theory that I have. It's kind of a small one, but. I think Tony, like arrived, like came to be, uh, like right after Jack first, like pulled his arm out of his socket. Did you guys like wait? Think what that? was it? that like Tony like came into existence and like was like that alternate like kind of oh, personality yeah. after Jack like first oh, like yeah. heard him? Yeah, I believe that that's, too. Yeah, because like yeah. once, yeah, like near the end when well, that's or, what
0: she said. That's what uh, Wendy said at the beginning. Really? Yeah, she said like. As soon as um, Jack well she did said that, that accident, when he started school and then like, a, yeah Tony came out after that because she was like, she was so uncomfortable with like seeing like
3: um how uh, Jack had pulled she said shortly after that incident that and Tony who came about who was Tony was he someone else shining That's into what him? I'm, was it Jack yeah. subconsciously shining into Danny was it Danny's like own subconscious like. That was that's a big question for me and something mm. that I have never found a real answer for.
1: I Yeah, that's, to me, I was like, I don't know the really the point of Tony mm. either. Mm. Like, especially when, like, he kind of takes over at the end.
2: It definitely was, like, a foreshadowing thing because Tony was the one who was, like...
1: Red rum. Red
2: rum, yeah. trying to, like, let them know, like, get the fuck out, dude, you're gonna get murdered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't ever know exactly where he came from but I could see the whole like it being also connected to his dad Mm -hmm. like his dad shining coming through him and him not being able to say it out loud because he's scared of his dad or something but instead interpreting it. well it's like
3: it's almost like tony is a mirror of someone like seeing things Mm -hmm. in a mirror that's why he's saying red rum instead of murder like he's he's a mirror of somebody else well I
0: mean that would make a lot of sense because Kubrick in all of his films, always about duality and dual, the duality of man, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, Danny's, uh, two sides of Danny, pretty much. There's Danny and then there's Tony. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, two sides. I mean, at, if at any rate, um, Tony was definitely, you can, you can infer that, Tony has some sort of stake in Danny, like because of the self preservation. Like, he's yeah. always trying to make sure he, Dan- he, he's Danny. a vessel for yeah. Tony, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't
2: know. Red Rob, Red Rob, Red, I think he'd be able Rob! To
1: spell a word, <laughs> fucking
0: just say murder. You can he fucking only spell idiot? words if they're
1: in mirrors. <laughs> I guess
3: to spell every word in a minute. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm a really dyslexic ghost.
2: <laughs> I told Brent whenever we have a kid, we're for sure teaching him how to go around saying "red rum" with their <laughs> fingers. <laughs> <up. laughs> You're <They're> just creeping <laughs> out everybody.
1: Oh man! But uh, I don't think you guys have any other uh, signature
0: moves.
3: Let's oh, see. Signature moves. Well, one thing mm. I'd like to say yeah.
0: real quick is that it' not a signature move. Actually, the opposite of one that he doesn't do. There's not, there's no two movies in one in this one. It's like Barry Lyndon, Full Metal Jacket, Clockwork Orange. That's true. Uh, two thousand one. They're all two movies in one. And Shining yeah. is
1: not. That's not. for sure. Yeah, it's actually it's like one. a straightforward. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was th- I think
3: I think that definitely has to do with the fact that he tried to adapt like it, the whole idea was that he was adapting this from a stephen king mm-hmm. thing and was and like was trying to skirt the whole idea that he was going to change it no matter what stephen king no matter what the uh the, the studios <laughs> told him but yeah. like they were more they were they were okay with it when it came to like 2001 and those ones because it was like oh it's kubrick you can do what you want but stephen king is like such a hardliner about yeah. like i don't like people changing my shit. Stephen like,
1: King hates this movie, dude. Yeah, I did
3: like not the know that. Stephen King, well, because it's nothing like his it's original movie. Like his oh. his yeah. movie had nothing to do with like the degradation of man's souls and like yeah. fucking like the genocide of Native Americans and all that stuff. Yeah. And this place
0: is haunted. That's yeah,
3: all. <laughs> yeah. Have have, you, have any of y'all ever seen the television? Movie The Shining. I have no, I idea. there's Nothing one. It. Yeah, so so years later they they made a television version. I yeah, think. and I I saw it once, and the only thing I remember really explicitly is that there's a scene where Jack is standing in the topiary garden. And the and like these topiaries oh, no. of lions start like coming to life and they're like raw rah and it's ninety-seven pieces of shit garbage Ooh. CG. <laughs> so <it> just <laughs> like T V oh, CG this on looks top of So it. bad. And oh, then you're like, no. and they've already made a movie. That's amazing. And then make and they and they decided yeah. we gotta make another one.
1: Well and then that's interesting too because I don't think it'll be a it'll be a long time if this happens, also like I don't think he's ever going to see his vision for the book realized because this movie is held in such
3: high regard. Mm. It's 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 trumping. It trumps the book. Like everyone is yeah, just like exactly. that's, yeah, That's yeah. the... I never
2: read the book, but the I can't imagine the, though that if he thinks that this movie was like bad or he just doesn't like it, like what well, what was the book like? Like I don't know. The book is just a straight up haunted so house good. story.
3: Yeah. It's just yeah. about a house or a hotel being haunted. And like ghost. Well,
0: let me give you a quick thing about like how Kubrick went about this. He said Kubrick's secretary heard the sound of each book hitting the wall as the director flung it into the reject pile after reading the first few pages. These are all um, Stephen King books. <laughs> finally, a, finally, one, finally, one day the secretary knows it had been a while since she had heard the thud of another writer's. Of another writer's work, be biting the dust. She walked in to check on her boss and found Kubrick deeply engrossed in
3: reading *The Shining*. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I've actually, um, I've seen footage. I, I, one of my like goals in life is to go when I'm in or to go to London and actually visit the Kubrick oh, yeah, archives yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. But I've I've seen pictures of it, and so this whole wall, like this thirty foot wall that y'all are like sitting next to. Imagine it full of file cabinets from floor to ceiling. That was all the research he did for The Shining. Like for oh, one wow. movie, he did that much research for every movie that he made. So mm-hmm. there's just like a yeah. massive amount of like stuff out there that like people haven't even really uncovered mm-hmm. about what he like was doing and Cause stuff. Because
0: he, he sent out a lot of research teams all over the place. Yeah,
3: like, like you said, it yeah. took years and years and years for him yeah. to do pre-production. Yeah, so
0: he ain't fucking it's, around. You know? It's a
1: real shame it didn't work out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm, I'm Spielberg. I do two movies in one year. That means I'm good for some
3: reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm making the money for the big studio people. I could hey. make I could hey. make
0: a serious Holocaust movie and a dinosaur movie too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you say that like it's like a, a bad
0: thing or something. And, no, in the sense that the dinosaur. Let's take a, in- <laughs> a really serious subject. And then just move on to, like, dinosaurs. Of course.
3: Are you of saying course. that dinosaurs are on a serious 10. subject?
0: Fair yes.
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> they disagree a lot.
3: I have several 10-year-old yeah. boys that would disagree with you. Well,
1: on, <laughs> on, well let's on come back to why you have several 10-year-old <laughs> <laughs> boys.
3: <laughs> I mean, my uncle uh, Ariel gave them to me. Oh. Oh. Capo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh okay, Ariel Castro, cool. yeah, cool, yeah. Oh God, <laughs> this is, this before, it's before he killed himself, rounds. right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, anyways, on weird. that note, <laughs> <put> breathing holes. <laughs> on the Spielberg note, let's move on to what would Spielberg do if he directed The Shining?
2: So I already told Brent what I thought he'd do.
3: He'd do the 1997 mean TV movie. A
2: much worse soundtrack.
3: Ooh yeah. <laughs> oh that soundtrack he would be would terrible ruin
2: it with <laughs> it being like this epic soundtrack this like dun,
0: dun, dun, dun.
1: And that's and how I know you of don't the know Spielberg. It's just
2: honestly. like the the like the simplicity of it is yeah. the best part. Mm-hmm. Of
1: movie. Well, and we were just talking about I'm going to I'm going to, you know, wave off the fact that you guys are all being dicks <laughs> except maybe David. Maybe David's not so much. But um, <laughs> I, I think, with, like, just you talking try about a little the book, bit then, I, I think right. the the movie, prob- like, honestly, probably would have tracked more with the book. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know yeah, much about absolutely. the book, but it probably would have because I think it's it's.
3: I think lighter. he definitely would have figured out ways of doing things way more creatively than they did in that god awful TV movie like with the topiary and stuff. He would have used some cool he practical effects, an- yeah. animated yeah. or a- animatronics. He would
0: definitely it, include the topiary. It would have looked you know, way sure. cool. It would have
3: looked way cooler and probably been a lot cooler. Like it might yeah. even have been like one of those like Jurassic dun, Park dun, like dun, look dun, how cool dun, it looks dun, like, dun. like it's never like like the it, that that animatronic topiary like that's a big deal and you know mm. uh was it like like, like kind of putting some, some
1: wonder into the
3: they yeah.
1: I was just going to say, too, I think... Uh,
3: but I think, like, it would be, like, an episode of, an, of, of like, amazing stories, almost. Uh, like, okay. of just, like, like, like dun like, here's a crazy thing that happened to this family. Woo! <laughs> like, versus, like, you know, what Kubra created. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think... Uh, you start from the tops.
1: So, I'm... I definitely think that we would care about the family, Jack would be a because I don't person. give a fuck
3: about any of the characters in That's this movie. So weird they technique. all and in the book they all survive.
2: I don't know if it's just because mm. I'm drawn to things that are creepy and wrong, but I like find Brent? myself <laughs> caring about Jack. Like okay, yeah, well, not in, well the whole family in general, but I'm specifically drawn to Jack, and not in a way that like I want him to like. I like sympathetic to
0: sympathetic. his not like... that
2: not that I want I want him to kill his family but in that like I want to know like why he's doing what he's doing and like I want to like understand what he's thinking hmm. so where he gets like it's just interesting that there's like completely two takes where he's like completely disconnected and where when I watched it I was like interested in like what was going on with
1: him yeah I mean if where if, if I connected to at, anybody yeah. it'd be Danny just because Danny's kind of Growing into this, like you know, The Shining,
3: figuring out what that is, and then meanwhile, his fucking parents are losing
2: their See, minds. Yeah, I was least interested in Danny. I was more interested in the mom and the dad.
3: I think you I hit it. the the was the 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 hammer on the nail. The fuck that expression is. <laughs> the, yeah. the most interesting character is the fucking hotel. Yeah. Like no, like yeah. that's that's the most interesting character to me. Like that's the one that I care about the most. Is like what's this hotel going to throw at these people? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really I don't care about the family that much, like any any of them. I'm just interested in what's going to happen to them while they're like, there. Like
1: you're like yeah, their their experience what they're going through and kind of the arc that they're going through is, is interesting. And it is like the whole time. It's just like, I, I personally wasn't like connected and didn't feel anything for him. And like getting back to Spielberg's version, I think that like he would develop that family. I don't think Jack would be a shitty dad from the get go. Yeah, I think sure. like the book, it sounds like, like the book. I think, uh, we would like develop that a little more and they, there'd be like just a relationship between them that like we connect with and like, uh, be, funny yeah, it'd be like a Scooby
3: doo movie or something.
1: Yes, Adam. It would be like a fucking Scooby Doo
3: movie. Hey, Jack! The Harlem Globetrotters are here. <laughs> <laughs> where can we, where we're gonna play go play basketball in the back courts.
1: So I never okay. So I've never seen Poltergeist, but I know like that is a horror movie that Spielberg wrote. And oh, kind true, of mostly yeah. directed, yeah. And yeah. like, so I, I don't have the,
2: the original Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, maybe. the '80s, yeah. The 80s yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. So, I love that movie. It's a yeah, movie. that's a good it's, one. So apparently, it's, like, he it's can definitely
3: well, it's definitely the more like what you're talking about, like surface level like horror, exactly. Versus like yeah, exactly. The, 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 the subconscious stuff. It's like, so we definitely not that. like
2: this. It's not the whole like this is creepy and thrilling and mm. like a weird like mental. No, not at all. Kind of. It's it's more like a. In your face, yeah, yeah, like okay. the more like introduction to scary movies. Like you kind would of see things. like
0: the ghost of the Native Americans, like yeah. in a Spielberg version,
3: you know, just yeah, flying you, around yeah.
0: and stuff, you know, just flying around, just flying around, flying, sh- flying Indians, <laughs> <Just flying laughs> Indian scalping Jack.
1: <laughs> 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 but uh, I mean, I don't know, man. For the re- as far as like the red, like specifics. Um, I, I don't think there would be as much ambiguity, obviously. Um, what do you think
3: about like all of the like that stuff we were talking about at the very beginning, like the spatial disawareness or the like disappearing chairs and stuff like that? Like he wouldn't have that, done so any of that, any but either. do you yeah. think he would have done something similar to create those types of things like you were talking about? Like he would make it how explicit. the brain it would
1: be it would be through characters. No, yeah, the characters for sure. would
0: be like, Oh, that chair's missing <laughs>
1: Why do I do this? Why the fuck
3: do I do this? Hey, You're this t- hallway t- just ends. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: it's there should true. be a door here. There was <laughs> no, <they> yesterday, <laughs> and then he looks into the camera. That's
3: you know, I really think that Jack is turning into a no, minotaur. That's,
0: no, like we discussed. Honestly, it's Kubrick. Kubrick puts a lot of faith in the in the audience, and mm. Spielberg would not. I mean, I'm not. I'm being facetious, of course, but it would, you're right, it would be through the characters. They would notice things and let you... you I think.
1: Well, I, I didn't even mean that. I meant that you would realize something is off through interactions between the characters. Not like saying, But it would this be char- character-driven. Character-driven, exactly, yeah. because that's what he focuses on, you know. That makes sense. So, I don't know. But as far as specifics, I, I don't know. It's difficult.
2: I don't know about specifically, this might be off-topic but Spielberg specifically. But one thing I do like that Kubrick does is he doesn't do like the cheap, scary movie things where you see the twins, Mm. you see the scary lady, you see these things. Mm. It's not just like, Oh, they run by and you saw a figure go by. Mm. I don't know if that's something um, Spielberg does, but I know if it was like Like other directors, current directors, Mm, it would be a whole lot of, you know, there's things happening in the hotel, but you don't really see them, which irritate the shit out of me. Like the, you can see something and yeah. it'll movie, still be scared. The movie, the visitors.
3: Yeah, mm. it's
2: you can see the, something no, and it's No, the innkeepers. That's the one I'm thinking
3: of. Yeah. That, that, that movie Or partially see out
2: of it, me. or not see it, or run by for it to be. Yeah, scary. you don't have
3: to be. You don't have to not understand it and be yeah. scared. I think, to... I think the the they do that to me twice in this movie though. The one with the. Uh, the the lady in the bathtub who's like oh look at this lady and then she standing, oh shit oh, she's a fucking horrible old lady yeah. like they just do that like they do that very fast mm-hmm. like barely no.
2: see her it's yeah not like yeah they, they
3: linger breath. on her and stuff yeah. yeah but then also with the uh, the the bear giving the guy head. <laughs>
2: Like
1: that
0: was what the was, fuck yeah, is happening? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's there are moments.
1: That, Wait,
3: let's talk about that for a Because <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, when I when I saw I that, I com-
3: was like, what is completely for- like? I saw this movie when I was a child, like you, Amy, yeah. and I was like, oh, I like this movie, blah, blah blah. And then more recently, like two or three years ago, I was like, I'm gonna rewatch this movie because I'm into this analysis that's going on, this whole idea, the two three seven mm. stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? So who's it? I completely forgot about that fucking yeah, shot. I forgot about who
1: that. is it that sees that again? Was it Danny?
3: No, I think it's jet. No, no Wendy. Wendy sees it. Well, sees then it.
1: that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. See, that's the thing where it's, it breaks down a little bit. It's when
3: yeah. I think I think it's when the 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 actual hotel itself is shining so hard that it's just <laughs> causing <laughs> it's just causing <laughs> fucking supernatural shit to just be like. Pop, I, I, pop, really pop, like pop, I really like I really pop. like the idea that they're
1: kind it's of like time traveling in a sense. Yes. because like that's what I had like told her like in the middle is like. It'd be really interesting if, like, he's not just like, this isn't just like some weird vision, but he's kind of like actually traveling there. Yeah. And that's why he's there at the end in the picture frame, which we definitely need to talk which about. Which we that. need to
2: talk about at the end for sure. Yeah. yeah. Come
1: um, with that theories on that one. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was, I don't know why she saw that. I don't know why that happened, but I think it was definitely just a thing that happened in the hotel that.
3: I'll tell you she was why she saw it. Because the bear was fucking represented Jack, and the man represented Danny and jack was going down on danny because throughout the throughout there's a lot of again back to that idea there's a lot of bear symbolism with jack and danny like between jack and danny there's all these like 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 the teddy bear he's he's like oh i love my teddy bear there's like bear stickers i think he wears a bear sweater at one point i think so yeah yeah like there's all these like weird bear things that go on and then out of nowhere like that's something like where kubrick definitely he does not th- he's not just like saying, like, yeah, just fucking put him in bear outfits. Like, I don't like he, you know, whatever. There's like, an intention. There's a definite yeah. intention there, and you can read into it. You can figure it out, but I definitely think that it's it leans more towards that idea that Jack was a horrible father in the like beginning, a really bad. a really bad father, and then he's like trying to make up for it, and then like slowly, like the, it was the just
0: one night I raped him. It was only one Yeah,
3: night. <laughs> yeah. I pulled his, I pulled his shoulder. Bar, yeah, right. I pulled his shoulder out of out of socket. Just pulled it out of socket. What were you doing? Why did it come out of socket?:
1: <laughs> Exactly. Boy, some There's Darker a, shit in this movie I, than th- I think. I think I even, it's
3: a very dark movie. Up. I mean, yeah. Kubrick has always like gone after exactly. those extremely dark subjects like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He he's not he does not shy away from rape in his movies. Like he, he he's explicitly, not shying away from it. He explicitly talks about it in several of them. Hey, that was a
1: funny joke Thanks. about
3: rape, Adam. Good job.
0: Well, I mean, uh, Clockwork Orange is all about rape. The entire movie, the whole theme. Yeah, is the right. whole theme.
3: Exactly. Is movie, so. I think a lot of his movies aren't just about, but about just like rape, but like about the idea of, like, raping anything in a way, like, like, like a culture, no, yeah, no, like culture. culture. It, it genocide, is, all that. Yeah, idea. That's, yeah. what, that's what that's yeah, what, that's that's what
1: about, yeah, that's what Clockwork Orange is absolutely about. It's
0: just rape in general. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, uh, anybody got anything else for Spielberg's version? Spielberg's version? Well, I mean. I think we really hit the nail on the head. Like it's not like it's not hard
3: to see how Spielberg would have done this. Yeah. Like
0: other films that we went over in the podcast, it was a little bit more difficult. I really yeah, want to say, I
3: really want to say, really say that Spielberg might have been involved in that nineteen or that nineteen ninety seven TV movie somehow. Oh no! Way. Oh, I kind no. of have like a. I
1: know. Just a. Uh, I know we're jumping all around oh. here, but uh, so Spielberg was waiting for Kubrick to finish. Filming The Shining so that he could f- uh, film Raiders of the that's Lost right. Ark. That's, that's, how they the became, that's how they became. That's how they became friends. That's how they met and mm. yeah became friends. I thought that was interesting. That's how
0: we met and became friends.
1: Yeah on the set of, of uh, The Shining. Of but butt fuckers. Oh sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> A gay porno. That's what I was going for. That's how y'all met. <laughs> we were just there. We weren't even involved in the
1: shooting. We were just like hanging out. I was on the boom <laughs> mic holding Oh,
3: technically, it's it was called a mini series. It wasn't even a, a TV oh. movie. Oh, it was like a sure.
1: those Stephen King miniseries Man, like it, and fuck, there's, a, there's there's other, other ones for sure. Oh, holy
3: shit! Game. I forgot. Yes, Stephen Weber was the uh, lead. This guy. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: that guy. Yeah. In the fucking oh, he was Jack. Yeah, yeah. I I'm really interested. I might watch that. Oh, honestly, yeah. I wanna I wanna yeah. see
3: yeah. kind of. It's a very what, odd movie. Mm. <laughs>
0: Because it's directly based on like,
3: yeah, no, nothing to do with Spielberg. So, you're off the hook now. I mean, that's probably what (laughs)
0: Spielberg would have would have done anyway.
3: But anyway,
1: it would have been
0: good. uh, We can move on to um, historical context. Um, There's a shitload. Yeah, I mean, it was released in 1980. So, uh, anybody have any?
2: So the bathrooms make sense for back then, but. Yeah, kind of. Well, they were more seventy. They were more seventies than 80s.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. because it was nineteen eighty, so it had to be filmed in the late seventies. I think it was. Yeah.
3: I want to say seventy eight, around when it was filmed, hmm. like late seventy eight, early seventy nine, like during that oh, winter God period. Kind of held. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm.
1: right. Yeah, that's right. Because it took. I remember reading about that. It was supposed to take a hundred days and it took 250
3: Yeah, because it's like almost a year. Yeah.
1: And then it actually became winter. So they were like, Oh, we don't have to use like fake snow and all that shit. Cause it's just winter now. So, but I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to add for context at the time. You guys got some stuff
3: at the time. 1980s. right I guess before n- Reagan. I guess not. I don't know. I know that, um, I know that there's a, another one of that 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 Scottish guy. He has another idea. <laughs> this yeah. guy has a thousand ideas about I, this movie. I see. He um <laughs> he talks about the fact that Kubrick was obsessed with the value of gold and that at the time apparently like during that that yeah. was during one of those like lo, like slight depressions that was going on, I guess. Yeah. Like not real one, not like we went through. Not like we went through in the 1920s <laughs> whatever it is. But uh 40s uh <laughs> I'm, I'm the am the in his 30s, 20s, 30s, 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 mostly. 30s, yeah. I'll just say it, 30s, yeah. I was letting you dance around it for a minute. You bit. know. 20s. 20s, 10s. 20s, 40s. 50s. 50s.
0: Okay. <laughs>
3: but, uh, but, but so, like, apparently Kubrick got obsessed with this idea of buying gold bars, and he yeah. had all these gold bars, and the gold room isn't even in the book. And like he had this, so, so like yeah. the gold room is this uh, idea of like him trying to warn people that they need to start investing in gold because the value what of a, the dollar is going go crazy. crazy what? <laughs> 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 what? I told you sometimes he gets it all right. Sometimes it's, a it's little a little, insane. It's a little, it's a little nuts. right there, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: there, there was a little bit of representation of racism in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, when they talk Absolutely. about like oh, the, yeah, the a nigger wants to help a nigger Danny. Yeah, the. Uh, He's trying to get help yeah. from a nigger.
1: Dude, yeah, but that was the that was between him and the and, butler. Uh, Brady.
0: Yeah.
2: Brady. Yeah, Brady. So clearly was, the yeah. dad was a racist. So I just white feel
0: like... no, we remember when he had the he's like white man's burden. Yeah. White
2: man's yeah, burden. I mean, yeah. For
3: sure. And he puts down the
0: glass. Yeah.
3: So I guess there's still I guess some racial issues still. Yeah. Um, I'll say to me, when you all talking about likable characters. Uh, Scatman Crothers is the only likable character in the whole movie to me. Like oh, he's, yeah. He yeah, absolutely, absolutely. he's actually, he's yeah. actually like a good person. Like he like yeah. enjoys the children and well, like Daddy's he's trying to be like, good. Well, he's just he a kid, good, but nah. yeah, so, so that makes him version. unlikable yeah. immediately. He appreciates <laughs> so, child equals unlikable. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it depends who you are. <laughs> he
0: appreciates some great art. <laughs>
2: Dude, yes, his room. Really I commented on art. that
1: last night. I was like, man, this guy's room. So, an <laughs> okay. It.
3: <laughs> Fucking backtrack and a trivia. That that picture is inside the math teacher's house in uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Really, in Rick and oh, Morty, that the, the the math teacher has that exact painting, oh, of painting in his he house. Does. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. That's so funny. <laughs> that's
0: but
1: funny. I mean, I would 100 agree. Scamming Brothers is like super <laughs> likable. This guy's yeah, like, this and that's why
3: his death is like so fucking like yeah. heart wrenching yeah. yep. and like it's it is yeah. it comes out of nowhere and yeah, it's so totally. fast
0: and he doesn't even do anything nope. to help anything. He,
3: yeah. he just he, he shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here to help. Oh, I'm dead. You're like, yeah. and the way he dies, like with the fucking it's axe so to the heart, it's, it's simply
2: tragic because you expect him to be more, like, play more of a role. Yep. Like other than just like that's what was great about the, the film. Concept of Shining yeah. introducing, like, what kind of explaining what Shining mm. was a little bit, mm. but you expect they des- him to do more. They destroy your expectations. And then he just mm. fucking dies.
1: It's re- yeah, it's that's really subversive because mm. he's coming there, and you're like, yes, him and Danny are going to use the Shining. This is why I really like the end of this movie. Mm. It's like. They're going to use the shining to like take down Jack. That's like what you would think if you're watching it for the first time. And then it's like, bam, he's dead. But his, 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 uh, the point that he served was to drive that car up there so they have a way to leave. And then that's how they leave is in the. That's the
0: only car. point. Exactly. Only point yeah. And him. it's really. It's, that's what's so great about oh, man, it. I mean, it
1: sucks when he dies. And uh, he's the only one who
0: He's the only Jack, one who dies in the. Right. Well, I mean, I guess like it's. Yeah. I guess so, Jack, too, right? I guess we can add him on there. Gets killed, yeah. but oh, okay. So I guess we don't really have too much about uh, historical
3: context, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, I think because, if, like, if we were all born a little bit after this, so yeah. we don't really know it that much.
0: I mean, like the thing is, like I like to bring it up just because, like 2001 and and some other they had there some issues, some, actual, some, some like, like
2: touches of racism, anti toxic masculinity, and stuff like that. But I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. related to the times. Oh, it's still clearly actually, an issue today, but
0: that reminds me a little bit about like what i read about it and that can be applied because um, some guy like had a theory about like how um, danny there's a lot of um, there's a lot of of him watching tv like all this all this shit and his father is a writer so the exact opposite of what danny's into you know so like it's this um, conflict between generations clash. yeah because yeah, like kids are in a tv now yeah. they don't want to read books mm-hmm. right so like in the 80s i could definitely see that like how older like adults are like you need to stop watching tv and mm. this is like a huge rift. so that's that's a little bit yeah that's, little that's bit really a little bit of interesting. Thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so uh anybody else got anything or are we, are we all good no i think that's yeah yeah I think
2: that's good
3: I would say one thing I, w- I wanted to bring up this whole time, but mm. like I could never was uh, when the whole like, you know, Native American stuff, like you were saying, Brent, that you didn't pick up on it. Mm. Uh, there's a scene where the Scatman man, and the is introducing them to the the hotel and they're in the walk-in and there's a bunch of cans of like tobacco or something. Yeah. What it the, is. It's Native American, Native American stuff yeah. next to them. But, but then it lends next to it is a bunch of cans of Tang and, that's and, right. and all those people that believe that Kubrick directed the moon landing, it's like, Tang! Clearly <laughs> <literally>, he directed <laughs> the moon landing! Tang
1: is in The Shining!
3: And so oh, I thought, that's, my, that's like my favorite mm. jump to conclusions with those people. They're like, there's Tang, He he's a fucking astronaut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: this is, that's hilarious. I just love that leap a lot. Yeah. The great.
3: leaps that people yeah. make in this, like, that's another reason why I like this movie so much, is that people do make these insane, mm. the movie it's it's inspired people to just like make these insane ideas and create their own like worlds and it's like it might not even be right but it's like the fact that it inspired people is like so inspirational to me in a way it means it's effective art yeah yeah
0: that's what kubrick always wanted he wanted to just he wanted to put all the work onto the audience and let them think about it and take it and uh let it go home with them yeah and uh, clearly, some people took it way too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> way too home with them.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, another one I just, I'll they bring up in their basement. real quick, I'll bring up is uh, mm. in Austin, this guy, he started doing this thing at the very end. They talked about uh, this on 231. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that was actually where cool. Where this yeah. guy, he plays he plays the movie forward and backward, projected over itself yeah. at the same exact <laughs> time. Jesus so, Christ. And then he's like seeing these things, and it's like clearly, okay, this is clearly Kubrick did not fucking do this. This is insane to think that he did this, but he's like, He's like right here. Uh, that uh, if the the credits line up with the car and like his the pig his picture at the exact same time, and even him, he's like, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but it's cool that it happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad at least he said that. So yeah. much time yeah. on their hands. I know. So, but apparently they do this every year now. Is they they, they, they show mean, it I in would that say, way. It seems pretty. cool. I think man. I would like to go see that show in yeah. one time at least. <laughs> I, it's I wouldn't so take it now, seriously, I'd but. Go. Yeah, fucking director showdown road trip. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll, okay. ju- we'll drag Brent along and make him go.
3: Yeah, you know because he fucking hate this film. No,
1: no, I don't. Anyway,
0: speaking of he that,
2: he isn't hate it. He just thinks it's overrated. Mm.
0: Let's uh, well, let's have some final thoughts. Um, Amy, what what do you think overall of uh of the film? Just give us your little rundown of it.
2: Overall, I think that this is one of those movies that sets the standard for thrillers and what they should be. They should aspire to be creative um to pay more attention to all the shots um to not overdo it and to really like tap into what people think is creepy mm-hmm. because too many too many scary movies or that i was used to before i saw this movie is just like an overload of just like this thing's scary we're gonna throw that in and this thing's scary mm-hmm. we're gonna throw that in and um this was the movie that made me really get into the, like the stylized, creepy, mm. scary movies more than just like slasher films. So, um, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. Every time I watch it, I see something new, mm-hmm. and I'm creeped out every time. It's really effective in that regard.
0: So we can safely say you like this movie.
2: I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it like a couple months ago going to sleep I was like I'm going to watch the shining and go to bed. Well, that's a great idea. <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about you David what do you what do you think? Final so, thoughts.
3: So I mean I kind of at the beginning I have the same feeling about it about like that. I just really enjoy the ennui and all like the, all that kind of like the 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 stories around the movie more than the movie itself in a lot of ways, but the movie mm-hmm. it, they, they couldn't exist without it. So I got to give, you know, credence to that. Like the movie's definitely did something changed changed pop culture like completely? For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like it. Um, I would say though, personally, if you want to go, if you want to start with a like thriller, psychological thriller, I would recommend *Rosemary's Baby*. That's a good yes, film. Yes, that's a it's really yeah. freaking great movie. Because yeah. I think that one, I think it that one, good. like like you Brent, you were talking about, like that one doesn't fall like where this one did, where like they leave everything amb- ambiguous. But they, I can't even say the word, mm-hmm. but they. Uh, they kind of like give away a little bit more. There is, there's definitely an insane amount of ambiguity at the end, but beyond that, it's like, I think it's it, it more straightforward. And but it's very psychological. I like that movie, especially if you're into like this whole crazy, weird cinematography symbolism mm-hmm. bullshit, because they yeah. do that, or he does that a lot there. For sure, Brent.
1: Um, I mean, this this movie is is <laughs> so I I feel like I have to like remove myself from like watching this movie because yeah be a real film critic for once (laughs) god damn it like the thing is not not everything is made for everyone and i think that this movie i i I like it like it's it's a beautifully shot movie Mm. like every every frame of this movie could be like a painting it's the acting is incredible like jack nicholson is like amazing in this movie um it just it just doesn't like connect with me on like a pretty fundamental level. Like it it mm-hmm. takes me, it takes me really until I'm like kind of halfway to like get pulled into it because it takes a while to kind of get uh you know um, I don't know to invest. build up yeah exactly to like invest in the characters. Um I don't know it's just I think I think uh, there are better Kubrick movies. Most of the other ones I've seen I think are better than this one, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from the fact that this is. Um, I can still see it as, as as a very good movie, even if it doesn't connect with me on that level. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, um, honestly, I agree with a lot of those points that you, that you brought up. Like, I think this is a really, really, oh, man, good movie. I don't want to say great because, like, I couldn't um, – the beginning was not um, – I wasn't really attracted to the beginning – and the ending also i wasn't really into because when uh when wendy was running around and things were happening it was inconsistent with the rest of the film you know like i don't know why she she saw like skeletons or why she was seeing the things but i mean when you when david brought up those reasons i could give it a little bit more but as i was watching i didn't it didn't resonate with me but what really shines is the middle you know
3: <laughs>
0: anyways <laughs> No, like, honestly, like, I love the middle of this movie. Like, all the beautifully, I mean, everyone said it here, the, all the beautifully uh, framed shots, the the very good attention to detail, um, using all his signature, Kubrick signature moves in the way to create anxiety. Um, and uh, the score, oh, my God, I mm-hmm. love it. I yeah. love the score. It's great. But, you know, I just couldn't, um, I couldn't really get into... Uh, that Wendy chasing thing at the end mm-hmm. and um i don't know that in terms of other kubrick films there's there's this is not my it's not my favorite kubrick film and i don't even know where i would place it but i would i would say full metal jacket's better than uh than the shining i i'd say yeah. but uh if um it's i mean it's a good. It's it's a it's a good movie, if you want to see how you can do creepiness. Mm-hmm. You know, like how he's
3: apologizing so much right now. What? Uh, I guess I guess it's good. I'm supposed to be you're, the Kubrick guy. you were throwing so much <laughs> shit at me earlier because and this and is now a fucking like showdown,
0: you asshole. Now I'm being honest. <laughs> um, now I'm being honest. <laughs> no, it's like it's like it, he, Kubrick knew how to. He knew he knew that the intent of the film because. When he made Barry Lyndon, that didn't make that didn't make too much money, and it's like, well, let's make something more mainstream where people would watch. And uh, obviously, horror films are what going to get people to go to the theater. Yeah, and it's like Kubrick. I can see that. Yeah, and Kubrick was. Um, well, let me show you how I, th- how I do creepy. I do mainstream stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's what kind of breaks my heart a little bit about it because it was just like his, his like. He felt bad that Barry Lyndon just didn't do well. He needed to make money, so he made The Shining. Yeah. You know? And that's why why it kind of falters with me a little bit. But it's still executed so well in the creepiness. The ambiguity and all that. And when I, I have to, like, put myself in the mode of... This is about creepiness and ambiguity. You cannot look more into it like you can do in other Kubrick films. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, it's still it's really really good, but it's not as best. And that's how I that's how yeah. I feel about The Shining. All right. Yep. Look, I gave you
3: some. I gave you some you little you did, piece dude. of shit. You
1: did. You you uh you met me you met me in the middle well, somewhat. we yeah. uh, than not expected.
3: So something I actually just remembered about the whole like chairs and stuff oh. disappearing. Was that that was part of Kubrick's whole like when he was doing the the 40, 50 takes uh, every time. He would like walk in there every once in a while and just kind of wander around and like, oh, I wanna move this over here. And then <laughs> and then he just like never let the cinematographers and the camera department talk to the editing department. And he would just oh, be like, and great. he talked to the editing department mm-hmm. and was like, just use those takes, people aren't gonna notice it, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so he was like. Without anyone in the crew even realizing what he was doing, he was implanting those like yeah, yeah, yeah. subtle, you know, cool. nonverbal communications of just like uh-huh. the the things disappearing and shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That's really like the awesome. uh, what is it the um, uh, subliminal messages. The subliminals, subliminal yeah, Because
3: yeah, yeah. like that's the the term nonverbal communication is something that a lot of uh, people bring up when they talk about Kubrick. Like mm-hmm. he does a lot of nonverbal exactly. communication mm-hmm. where like. He, he's talking to the audience, but through things like a lot of subliminals and things like that. Yeah.
0: yeah it makes him a master filmmaker. Well.
3: Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it makes him an Artur. An Artur. Of, exactly. of, of, of of. I think that's, course. I mean.
1: That's hey, a, we, that's, that's we a,
0: already finished up this podcast. All right. Oh, okay. to cut you All off right. there. Yeah, Fine. Because and we so this are, is
3: the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are, we are we are running a little bit over time, but hey, so uh, Amy, do you have anything to to plug here? Anything you want to let us know about?
2: You can find me on Twitch. My Twitch handle is Amarella D twitch.tv slash amorality. I twitch all sorts of things. Simulation games, roller coaster, <laughs> Simulation games? Yeah. Like girlfriend Simulation. simulations? This, yeah. No, like the Sims and uh, Planet Coaster and SimCity, stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. You can find me there. All right.
3: Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, you, you can on? find me on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. as actually don't even know what my fucking screen names are. I think it's Mr. Rodriguez with an X after oh, the yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. X Rodriguez.
2: I did say my name a little fast. I hate to cut him off, but I was going to say, A <laughs> M A R E L L A D. Sorry. Yep. Follower. Yeah.
3: But, but I mean, if you really, if you really want to follow me, just fucking follow sticker fridge, sticker yeah. fridge stuff. Exactly. That's where you can find me. I'm tagged in most of that stuff. So if you want to like actually find me, find me through there, sticker fridge,
1: uh, Brent underscore Kong. Oh, on Twitter. And Instagram. That's, that's what's going on. Um, And Instagram, I guess it's the same name. I don't even know. Yeah, it is.
0: Brent Kong. Okay. I tagged you. In it one. is. Ah, uh, okay,
1: cool. Uh, follow me on there. Uh, follow Sticker Fridge every day. Check out Fam Films.
0: Our sister podcast. Our
1: sister podcast. We're about to do one of those here in a little bit. Another mm. Stephen King property. Which is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It is,
3: isn't it? The Mist. Yeah. Mist, um, yeah. Check but out
2: that Charlotte's Web episode.
0: Yep.
3: Oh, yeah. That, you were on that. That's yeah. right. That's right. It just that came out. Yeah. That's that That's the first episode I've ever listened to <laughs> of Fan yeah. Films. And I was on the entire first season. I haven't
2: season. Even listened <laughs> to it and I was on it. I listened to it. That's pretty, I don't that's know how pretty good. good. That's uh,
0: pretty good. But what about you, Adam? What you got going on? Um, <laughs> uh, Be sure to listen to uh, Director Showdown.
1: <laughs> Plug our own podcast. Yeah, yeah we got uh, Director Showdown. We got uh, <laughs> uh, nine episodes up right now, 10 if you're listening to this as we speak. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but no, but seriously, yeah. Be sure to check out Fan Films and also um, one of our one of our buddies, uh John, uh, he has another podcast too and it's a Revenge of the Sequel. I've listened to a whole bunch of their podcasts. They're great. they it's a podcast
3: about sequels to films. I'm on a uh, an episode that will never be released really? for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh no. Or oh, no, no. <laughs> No, Is it was movie? Matrix Reloaded. My bad. Why? Yeah. Why?
0: I want to listen to because there was one. like
3: eight people on it, and we can't oh, figure Jesus out how Christ. to like combine all the audio tracks. <laughs> oh my god! We had to use like four separate like recorders, <laughs> and so like <laughs> Delphin was like, "I'm not gonna fucking do this."
1: Hey guys, uh, on that podcast, uh, if the guys who do the Rendition sequel. sequel podcast, are yeah. listening. Hellboy two, get me on it.
3: Ooh, Dude,
1: are you
0: just plugging Hell yourself yeah. into it. Just I like
1: plug plug myself into their, their plug. It's, it's <laughs> funny because <laughs>
3: John's gonna be here later, and you could just like ask. Yeah, it. you I can just ask him.
1: him. I told yeah. him yesterday, but I figured I'd just put it on record.
3: Too, all right, so, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But on record. So, do we have any other news? Anything going on? Sticker fridge? That nothing. No, nothing. A uh, precedent. Nothing coming up in the pipeline just yet. We're still working on a documentary about mm. a local comic book shop. Beyond oh, that,
0: yeah, the the yeah, um, yeah heroes Where's and fantasies one? Yeah, we'll it's it's a uh,
3: completely shot. It was produced by us, produced by Brian Menard, shot by Zach Cavender. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Awesome. Man. All right. All right, I guess on, on that note, that wraps up this, this week's episode of Director Showdown. Uh we did uh again The Shining this week, and last week we did Jaws, and next week we should be doing Dun dun AI. dun dun, dun. AI. AI, directed by Steven
1: Spielberg. And uh, written pre... by Yeah, pre-produced and written in part a lot so by this, Stanley Kubrick. So this oh, is yeah. this is
3: one of those yeah. movies like in the Kubrick archives there's like a fucking enormous wall of, wow. of he did. stuff so where he did an much work. insane amount. But oh, we'll
1: talk about a lot of that yeah. next week with our buddy John who is going to be on that episode mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, stick around for that and uh thanks to David and Amy for being on. Yeah, this it was episode. fun guys. Thanks
2: for having us.
0: Glad glad you guys can come on board for this one. Yeah.
2: So, uh, thanks for the beer.
0: all (laughs) right well well, i'm I'm adam the
3: the guests uh, are treated well here
0: (laughs) well i'm adam and i'm the astonished kubrick supporter i'm brent and i love steve spielberg (laughs) good night everybody bye